Greetings, folks. Today we have the pleasure of sharing with you our 31st Costa Rica Pura Vida Lifestyle Podcast Series episode that deals with the daily life in Costa Rica and the many questions that arise when thinking about moving here, visiting for a while, how one acquires their legal status, and so much more. Becoming a resident of Costa Rica is indeed an involved process. More and more individuals and families, they're thinking about it now, and they're actually starting the process before the first of the year. Many people are moving to Costa Rica. I guess there seems to be so much stress and a need for a change in the lives of many all over the world, and Costa Rica is that Pura Vida lifestyle oasis. It's a land of tranquility and biodiversity and a very laid-back life. Today and throughout the coming months, I'm going to be spending some time with Kevin McNamee, who is the representative for Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts. He and his entire team have helped hundreds of people in acquiring their legal status and everything that's involved with the process for many years. He's an expert, a professional, and a perfectionist when it comes to his business, and I'm really happy to have him here with us. We're recording a series of Q&A type episodes, and each episode will address and answer a question or two regarding anything that has to do with Costa Rica. Uh, prior to this episode, we have talked about Rentista in a very shallow manner, and we're going to dig deep right now. So, Kevin, I welcome you for our 31st time, and we appreciate your spending a few minutes with all of us explaining what you know and what we need to know about the Rentista process. Well, thank you very much again for your invitation. I'm glad to be able to participate. I, I do believe that what we're going to talk about today, Rentista status, is one of the more important uh, avenues for people to get their legal status here. It's, uh, it's probably the second most popular type of the three, the three being Pensionado, Rentista, and then resident investor. Pensionado, of course, refers to the fact that a person would have a pension. Rentista is for those individuals who have money but don't have a formal pension, so they have to have some kind of mechanism to prove that they are not going to be a liability to the country, persona non grata, whatever. And then the resident investor sort of self-explanatory invest enough and you're welcome with open arms. So, having said that, fire away your question, big guy. Fire away your questions, big guy. Yeah, Kevin, just uh, just again, just <laughs> going to have you just dig as deep as you can into the Rentista process. I know that's one of the the three main statuses, and uh, is that really all there is to it right there? <laughs> no. The, the, the requirements, the paperwork requirements, are rather substantial, and they have to be literally letter perfect in any one of the three types of applications a person makes. The, the attitude of the Costa Rican government is, yes, we want you, yes, we'll assist you, but reciprocally, you must produce the paperwork that they require. Uh, understandably, they, they have, 
their job is to see it sit and make sure that everything is done to uh, perfection, if you want to call it. So paperwork-wise, here, uh, the paperwork that you will need to bring with you, and it has to be apostilled, and when we get it, we translate it for you. But again, paperwork. The passport has to be a valid passport for every person that's going to be on the application. Individual, individual spouse, children, multiple children. Children that are included are those children over or under 18 or under 25 if full-time students. Okay. In-laws, no. Parents, under some instances, yes, can be included or reciprocally would have to be under a, their own application. But passport, we recommend a validity of at least six months into the future, ideally one or two years, and even more ideally, get a new passport so that you don't have any occasion to have to change your, your passport during the pro application process. Okay, very simple forward. In effect, the passport itself is an apostille document, so no other paperwork required other than it is valid. And surprisingly enough, signed. You wouldn't believe how many people come and present their passport to our lawyer to have it notarized, and he said, well, you better sign it first, because people seem to forget to do that, uh, myself included at times. Okay, the second requirement is a birth certificate. This gets a little dicey, and we don't usually ask people to trust us, the famous salesman's word, trust me, I'm right. But we do recommend that you obtain a new birth certificate. Why? Because immigration requests it. People object saying, look, nothing changed since I got born. My parents' names are the same. I was born in the same hospital. Uh, I haven't changed my name or in the case they have, they produce that proof. But the fact is, it is a government bureaucracy and they request new birth certificates. They will accept a current or old birth certificate, but they can always object to it, and if they object to it, it stops the immigration process. So we recommend getting a new one. It's, it's a document that has to be apostilled also, so whether it's new or old, so why not get a new one, get it apostilled, submit it with your paperwork to us, and keep your old one for your for your files, your personal files, because you may not get the new one back. A marriage certificate is required for couples that are married. Of course, single people uh, don't have to have a marriage certificate, and those divorced normally put themselves down as a single person. The only exception to that is where there is a child on the application form and 
let's just say the mother is the has custody custody of the child or so there's some question as to okay then you were married you must show your divorce paperwork if the child maintains the mother's maiden name fine or if it's the father's it has to be a proof that there is a tie between that child and the father even though they're no longer a married couple a little convoluted but it is a requirement and we can explain to that in more detail on the Rentista status again as I mentioned earlier Rentista just means that it you have ample funds i.e. $60,000 to prove that you will have financial wherewithal for the next two years upon receiving your legal status. You could draw $2,500 a month from that $60,000. And so $25,000, sorry, $2,500 times 24 months is $60,000. Do you have to withdraw? No, a lot of people open the bank account here locally, submit the $60,000, and two years later, the bank signs another letter saying, yes, Joe Blow and his wife still have $60,000 in the bank account to cover the next 24 months. So it's, it's, it's not a particularly arduous uh, situation. A person can draw up to $2,500 maximum per month, or $5,000 or $7,500 every two months or three months, but as long as it don't exceed $2,500 per month out of the $60,000. Clarify that a little more. Let's say for five months you didn't take anything out of your bank account, then you'd be able to, entitled to, take five times $2,500 out for whatever need just a case of showing financial wherewithal and that's what the government's objective is okay do we we the government does not require the bank account to be here in Costa Rica you can get a, a bank account letter from your from your home bank on a letter from the letter from the uh, manager of the bank saying or president whatever the case saying that you, Joe Blow, and wife have on deposit with us $60,000, a minimum of the amount required to provide $2,500 a month per month for a minimum of, minimum of 24 months. And then the, the letter goes on and on. We have samples what you can use to give to your client, to your bank. It just states that the bank commits to saying to immigration that if you cancel or draw the money from the bank account or take too much out of it that they will in turn advise immigration here who then in turn will cancel your 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 application or your cedula upon having received it the problem with this and and we've come, come across it many many times but The bank will accept your request. They'll pacify their legal department, 
and the odds are, odds are almost 100% that their legal department will say, no, sorry, we will not make that kind of commitment. We will not permit the bank to make that kind of commitment. The reason being liability. What the legal department will tell the manager, and they do this typically, and I say almost 100% of the time, is that if you were to break the rules and take out too much money or cancel the, the bank account, that bank has made a written obligation to immigration here to advise them. And there is no P.O. box number for immigration here. There is no proof that they have or haven't proved advice immigration here. Therefore, the legal department of the banks will say, don't do it. And your bank manager will have to say, sorry, folks, can't do it. The legal department says no. And then they go on to the next client. Thus, we say, get, open a bank account here. It's, it's, a, it's a standard procedure. It's a little paperwork required, but it's standard procedure. Almost, in fact, 100% of the clients we've had in the past have taken our advice and opened up a bank account locally. The paperwork is, is again, a letter stating you have the money that, that uh, the source of the funds, that you're not laundering money because of the SUHEP here, which is the altered government, which controls banking here, are always on the lookout for money that is gotten from ill-gotten gains or whatever. But the paperwork requirements are such, but they can be accomplished. That document, uh, the letter from the, from the president and the proof of the funds of origin has to be apostilled, but again, it's just a standard procedure. It can be done, it will be done if you want to get the, the resident, um, rentista status. I mentioned that good for 24 months. Yes, at the end of 24 months, you have to submit a letter from the source of the bank stating that you have another 2400 24 months of $2,500 each to cover the next two years, 24 months. Ironically enough, halfway through the second period or um, month 36, you can apply for and expect to receive your permanent status. With permanent status, that you're no longer required to have any financial wherewithal wherewithal proof. In other words, you can withdraw the balance of the money and walk away from the bank. And the reason for that is with permanent status, you could work here. So the government's idea is, okay, now that you can work here, you don't have to prove your wherewithal financially because you can go out and work. So it's a, it's a, sort of an oxymoron. You need to, say, to renew at 24 months for another 24 months fully anticipating that after 12 months of that, or the 36th month, you will be able to free up your money and use it for whatever reason you want. Okay. The paperwork, that's the paperwork up to the, in the case of Americans, FBI report, 
in the case of Canadians, the RCMP report. For all intents and purposes, I'm going to just concentrate on the American clientele or potential clientele here at the moment. The FBI report really is a proof that you're not a felon or a wanted person or have a extensive criminal record. And I say extensive because the way the world is today, a minor or an infraction when you're 18 years old is not going to invalidate your application when you're 50, 55, 60, 65. Yeah, no, it's, it's, they're right, quite reasonable about it. They're, we jokingly say they want to check to make sure you're not a criminal because we raise our own criminals here and they don't need to import them. But the fact is, the FBI report is required. There's a, a, a lot of people say, no, no, it doesn't have to be. It's just a local police. In the past, four or five years ago, a, a report from your local police department was suffice. But they realized that people move so much in, over the years that the, the local police, that your, uh, your current address, is not sufficient. So it's an FBI report is required. We recommend people using channelers. And channelers are simply people that specialize in handling your FBI report request. We list a number of channelers on our webpage and we don't recommend one in particular or a second one in particular. They're just in the order that we receive them and copy from a from a web page. They, they can speed up the process for your FBI report very, very quickly from weeks to two days. Typically four or five days they'll have the FBI report. Now, the FBI report, your birth certificate, your marriage certificate must be apostilled. Now, we show on our web page a name of a company that does obtain your documents for you. They will send them to you. You pass them on to to the Chandler or the state that you're it's applicable to have them apostilled, or you send them to a a apostille service. And we have an association with which with a company that provides the apostille service, and actually will actually obtain the documents that you require also upon request. We can go further into that in, the, in greater detail, but it's available to you. The whole objective is we would like to make this process for yourself as goof-proof and painless as possible. Okay. That pretty well sums up the requirements of the paperwork. Now, when the documents are apostilled, the ones that have to be, and brought down to us, what we do is, first off, check to make sure they're all complete. And then we have them translated into Spanish. Of course, it's a requirement, being a Spanish-speaking country. And then we open up your account at immigration. You attend our a meeting with us with the lawyer lawyer creates a limited power of attorney which allows us to represent you at immigration. 
there's a number of documents that have to be created and notarized and that's not getting too technical but things like the, 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 the notarization of your passport, notarization of the picture on your passport, notarization of the letter of consent, notarization of the letter of acknowledgement, etc, 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 ad nauseum. But it's a quick process. We're in and out of the lawyer's office within an hour, hour and 15 minutes, depending on the number of questions you may want to ask the lawyer. And that's when we say adios, goodbye. We will contact you when, if you're going to be here in the area, we'll take you to the police department here locally after we get an appointment for you and get you fingerprinted and that is submitted with your file to immigration or if you're in some further point away from us here we will arrange to get you to a local police port, uh, department and have the fingerprints taken sent to us and we submit them in turn to immigration and the process is then the paperwork is the immigration department starts the actual process of processing your application only upon all the documents being in-house. They have to have them all. But after three to six months, we get word that approved, proceed, and within a matter of months, you have your physical cedula. That's the, that's the magic card, the little plastic looking credit card sized piece of paper, plastic that uh, has your thumbprint on it, your picture on it, your signature on it, and a residency number, your ID, your, your cedula number. And that, folks, is instrumental to having a, a good life here in Costa Rica because it really is an identification number and it's like the, it's, it's, it's used for almost everything that you could think of if you want to um, install a telephone, if you want to buy a, uh, a car, you want to buy anything, the, the cedular number is very important. We, we submit the paperwork for you. We follow up uh, starting in 90 days because 90 days gives the immigration department the time to check their paperwork, check your, figure, your paperwork more thoroughly with the various police departments around the world. And, uh, and after that, we on a weekly, bi-weekly, or even monthly per, uh, process a follow-up to make sure that you're, that you're, that we're bugging them to make sure your, your process is, is taking place. And that pretty well sums up what we do for Rentista. Evan, real quick before we finish up here, and I appreciate your time. Excuse me. Two points that I'd like to highlight and to reinforce. Again, for those documents that need apostilling, you basically have an in-house service with whom you have been working with for over 15 years, and you suggest using this in-house service because there has never been a problem, and this is huge. And I'd also like to reinforce the fact that for those who simply don't want to do any collection of paperwork at all, you hate paperwork and you just don't want to do it, your team's going to take care of all of it, and this is an option that, for what I know, no other company or attorney offers. You're going to walk, either walk your client through the paperwork process, and they can do it, 
step by step, or you can do it for them. The ordering of a fresh copy of the marriage certificates, the birth certificates, and what a great service this is. It takes all of the stress out of the equation, and I know for a fact you have gotten clients because of this service that you offer. You're right. That's why we continue to offer it. It's uh, it sounds it sounds like self-serving, but you know what? It is exactly that. The client wins because we do the work, and we win because we get the client. And it's it's a it's a, it's it's a win-win for everybody. Absolutely. Well, Kevin, the next time that I talk to you, I think that's going to be tomorrow. We're going to talk about the third uh, status, which is the resident investor status. And we've posted Kevin's contact information on his website address, which is Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. That's Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. And we urge you to follow up with him through his contact us page on his website. I'm also going to post today's recording of our Q&A session on the website as well. And basically, when you're ready to have all of your questions answered and all of your concerns addressed, contact Kevin. He and his team, they're standing by to get started with your pathway to a new life in one of the happiest countries on the planet, basically. If you haven't already, be sure to listen to our first 30 conversation with Kevin regarding residency and everything else that deals with Costa Rica. Again, the links are posted at the bottom of the page, Costa Rica Immigration and Moving Experts.com. If you like what you heard today, share our Q&A session with your friends and family. We'd appreciate it, and perhaps if they're considering a move to Costa Rica, they would appreciate it as well. And finally, if you come up with any specific questions or topics that you'd like Kevin to cover, let us know. Send your request to my email address at Costa Rica Good News at gmail.com. That's Costa Rica Good News at gmail.com. And Kevin, thanks again. We'll see you soon for our next conversation together, talking about everything you need to know about acquiring your legal status here in Costa Rica and so much more. You're entirely welcome, Skip. I appreciate the opportunity and look forward to our next session. My pleasure. We will see you soon, my friend.